the Reality of Truth podcast. Let's go. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Welcome to episode seven. Today, we are going to explore a more mental issue. This one is extremely provocative in the health culture. What I mean by that is most things that humans associate with health is, do you look good? Yeah, I'm gonna go there. This one is personal as well as, I'm not sure how to say this, but when people say things that contradict what I know, or maybe you feel the same way when you know are just not true. And I'm not talking about subjective things. I'm talking about actual real issues, especially the issues that are backed up by not just science, but real truth, right? So this podcast is called The Reality of Health. This one is one of those realities. Oh, he looks good. He must be healthy. She looks thin. She must be healthy. They look like what most people assume to be healthy. That that is the most uninformed opinion one can have. I'm going to give you a short description of a non-health situation that applies the same way because sometimes you have to see things differently to understand reality. So here goes. So most people think that they look at somebody driving a really nice car. Assume they have money. They see big, beautiful houses. They assume they have money. Boat, doesn't matter. Jewelry, doesn't matter what the stuff is. Oh, that person must have money. They must be successful. Well, looks can be deceiving. If you've never read the Millionaire Next Door book, well, you should. It's a big eye-opener. Most millionaires and most people who have a lot of money don't flaunt their money because when you do, people recognize that and want to take advantage of you. Also, you don't want to be robbed or, you know, whatever. But it's better to protect what you have by not letting everybody know you have it. It's the first rule of anything. You don't flaunt cash walking through a poor neighborhood. You're going to get jumped. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. Just because you assume that that guy driving a Jaguar's got money, you don't realize he's in debt up to his eyeballs. That's normal. That is what the book's about, actually. We can apply the same principle to health. Just because somebody looks like they're healthy does not mean they're healthy. So you must identify what health is for you. What do you find healthy? Is it battling with? If you said, if I just had the ability to eat whatever I want and I don't have to worry about my blood sugar, I'm tired of taking insulin. Well, then you would wish that you didn't have diabetes. Well, you can't tell when somebody has diabetes or not. Or you said, I wish my heart was healthier. You can't tell when someone's heart is unhealthy. I mean, unless you know what you're looking for, but it's very difficult. So what is it that we base our opinion on how someone's healthy or not? Oh, that's right. 
We look at them and we put them into a compartmentalized idea of what health looks like. If they look like an athlete, they must be healthy. If they look like they work out, if they look like they take care of their diet or whatever, it doesn't always work that way and most of the time isn't. Do you know how many times people say, I don't understand why that person just, he just died. I don't get it. Then you find out they had heart disease. They were 25 years old. But when you looked at them, you said, wow, he's young. He seemed healthy. He worked out all the time. He took care of himself. Just boom, died. Oh, okay. So maybe there's something more going on. How about with stroke? Do you know stroke can hit you at any age? You don't have to be old to have a stroke. You don't have to be old to have heart disease or diabetes. Did you know that diabetes affects more people than you even know? And they don't even know it's affecting them at the time that they're thinking about people that are diabetic. That was called circular reasoning, if you don't know what that means. Basically, age doesn't matter for health. Let's say... You look at somebody and you think, they look fantastic. What you don't know, they can't process sugar. Did you know that you are given, and I do mean given, a certain amount of ability to make insulin from your pancreas? So if you run out of that insulin, you're done. Those beta cells in your pancreas have a lifespan. Let's say you were born with 30 years. That's it. You have type 2 at 30. If you don't have those beta cells working very well when you're born, then you're born diabetic at type 1 or shortly after that. Or maybe you did, but you were fed so much sugar in your early years that you destroyed your pancreas. You absolutely ran your pancreas harder than it could handle and beta cells died. But it's it's believed, and I can't prove this. This is one of those ones I can't prove, but I've heard this from mentors and other people that you only produce so much insulin in your life. You are guaranteed that you will get a certain amount. We don't know what that amount is per person. So if you go ahead and decide, and I'm just going to do whatever I want, okay, that might be 27 years. Could be 57. Could be 12 could be 96 years. Are you willing to risk it? Or did you want to basically do whatever you can to not run out? Well, that'd be a low-carb diet. Absolutely low sugar or no sugar. We will go into that in the future because I 100% believe that you do not need carbohydrates or sugar whatsoever as a human. That is a big statement. I will back it up. Until then, just put that on the back shelf. Don't come after me in the comments. Just hold up a little bit. We're, we will go over that, and then you can just blast me all you want because I'm going to bring the evidence, and then you can decide if it's worth blasting me once I bring you the evidence. So let's just hold off on that right now. But let me just state, I believe... You do not need carbohydrates. You do not need sugar. We know the liver manufactures sugar that you need when you need it. So right there, you don't need it. But we'll go into this in the future. Basically, 
you don't need to burden your pancreas by putting excess sugar into your diet. So how about athletes? They have issues as well. They don't live longer than anybody else. They have just as many problems as the rest of us. Matter of fact, they hurt themselves quite often, as we all know. Yes, they have medicine, ways of healing, because they've got lots of money that you and I don't have. But at least we know they're not completely immune to problems, sicknesses. They still get colds and flus and all that kind of thing. So does it mean that if they're this fantastic athlete that they never get sick? No, they get sick. They break bones. They tear muscles. They hurt themselves all the time. They deal with mind issues as well, mental, big time. Am I good enough? They got stress that you and I will never experience. If they don't perform, they get cut. There goes the millions. So it's a little bit different. But it's really easy to look at them and think, well, they're, they're just, they just have it made. I mean, they look great. They got all the money. They got fame, all this kind of stuff. Yet a lot of them are very unhappy. So let's look at just some everyday people doing any kind of athletics that they can just to have fun, keep healthy, hobby, whatever. Think about this. Marathon runners versus a sprinter. I ask you, which one do you want to look like? Have you ever seen a muscle-bound marathon runner? Nothing wrong with marathon runners. Knock yourself out. I'm just saying, very little muscle. Most of them have very little muscle. Sprinters, on the other hand, have a lot of muscle. And more muscle burns more calories, if you believe in the calorie concept. More muscle technically could be healthier. Is it? Well, it robs you of more nutrients and oxygen. But what do you want to look like? Sprinters don't work out the same way that marathon runners do. So when you set yourself up to run two and a half hours, you're going to deplete everything in your body. You're basically wasting away. And then you eat and you kind of put enough fuel back in there. And then you waste away again. It's a wasting exercise. If you love it, great, go for it. It's not healthy. It tears apart your body. I know what you're going to say, but Eric, I'm fine. I don't have those issues. Awesome. Good for you. Most people don't have that. They have knee issues, ankle issues, feet, tendons, all kinds of hip issues, and most people don't know how to run properly. They buy shoes that are probably not meant for them. They don't change them enough, etc., etc. I'm just saying, marathon runners have a lot of issues. Sprinters, for example, they don't run long. They'll walk a track, like the, like the curve, and then they'll sprint that straightaway, and then they'll walk the curve, sprint the straightaway. And they won't do that very much. They'll spend four hours getting off the blocks, but they don't run a lot. And when they do run, it's very powerful and fast, lots of fast twitch muscle, very, very strong. That creates that larger muscle strength in the tendons. They're not banging their joints when they're faster across the ground. You are not hitting the ground as hard as when you're running slow. You got to absorb all that. When you're just cooking down that straightaway, you actually don't put as much pressure on your body. You are moving it faster, but that takes up some of that abuse. Over time, you can't do sprinting for your, for your whole life. You just can't do it. It's, you get to the point where you just don't have it. Moving that fast as you get older, you can actually tear yourself up pretty good. Muscles, tendons, ligaments, that kind of thing. 
But what would you want to look like? I'd prefer to look like the sprinter. Also, they don't they don't have to work out for two and a half hours, you know, running. Like who wants to run for two and a half hours? <laughs> I mean, I hate running for five minutes, like, but you know. The longest living people don't even play sports. They farm. They do things like farming. They just do basic daily activities. Nothing outside the norm of just getting up and making sure you can eat and have a roof over your head. And they live very long lives, very good, stress-free. They get a lot of sunlight. They eat pretty well. You know, very low carb for the most part, unless you get into some of the farming areas. There are farms that will grow a lot of vegetables that have carbohydrates in them. They have low stress. I mean, really, it's just doing the same thing every day, all day, and then getting up the next day and doing it again. They stay away from a lot of chemicals. Now, the factory farms that use a lot of chemicals, that's different. I'm talking about people around the world that live long, basically are organic farmers. You know, they're doing a lot around the farm activities that don't need chemicals, like fertilizing with natural fertilizers, these kinds of things. But they end up feeling better, living longer, enjoying their life. It's a slower pace. It's almost like you might think, well, if they live longer and city people don't live very long, well, maybe there's something to that. I don't know. Could be, right? Do city people live very long? That's a good one. That's a good one to look up, figure it out. I'd be willing to bet you it's not true. You know, many people really do seem healthy. They, you look at them and you say, wow, they look great. And, and, you know, he's never sick. She's never got issues. It's just every day. They just keep going and going and going. And they never complain about anything. Until they're not. And it hits them. Those usually are the people that have the worst issues. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, you 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 know, I don't feel so good. I got a headache. I got some my gut doesn't feel right. Something's weird, and you think, okay, I'll just take some aspirin, or I'll take some Pepto or something like that. And then after a little while, it's not going away. It's getting worse. Or it just doesn't go away. It may not even get any worse. Eventually you say, you know what, I probably should have this looked at. Then you get diagnosed with any of the bad boys. You know what I'm talking about. Cancer, heart disease, dementia, Alzheimer's, this kind of thing. All kinds of organ issues, heart issues. You end up getting type 1 diabetes when you're 47 or 23 or whatever age. It just all of a sudden you just get hit with something really bad. You hit your mark. Your life and what you did that's your weakest point right there when you get that when you hit that wall that that's the wake up right that's the one you say uh oh i probably should change my life and do something differently but think about that that is the breaking point your body said i can't hold out any longer this is the weakest point of my body and then something occurs in that area it's usually pretty bad also how many times have you heard this is common. You know, you've heard this many times in your life. Simply, one day you just fall over dead. Whatever happened to 
to Larry. I don't know, he just fell over dead. Eventually, it will catch up. You can't hide from it. So when you every single day say, oh, it's okay, I can have another bowl of ice cream. It's not a big deal. I don't have any problems. I never get sick. I, this kind of thing. It, it's going to hit you. It's coming. And when you have that happen, it's not going to be a minor cold. It's going to be something major. And then you really have to do something to fix yourself. You could be in a world of hurt. Remember earlier in podcasts, I told you that it could take three months of healing for every year you had the problem. If you had that problem for 10 years and you didn't even know it yet because you finally felt it, now you got to do something about it. That's a long time to heal. Long time. During that time of trying to heal, you might be incapacitated. You might be in serious problems. What if it was something really bad like a brain tumor? That's, that's serious. These are normal situations people deal with all the time. This is not out of the norm. This happens every day, all day long. If it didn't happen, we wouldn't have surgical centers. There's another one about health that nobody thinks about. So you look at these people and you think, wow, they're rich, they're famous, they have all this, or they're just somebody you see in the grocery store or whatever, and, and you think, wow, that person looks really good. They must be really healthy. You just, you're just thinking that because why would they have such clear skin and no body fat and, you know, hair is perfect. And, you know, there's, there's just that you can just tell they feel great. They look great. What you don't see is the mental side. Their mental health could be in absolute shambles. They could seem totally fine. That facade is blocking their mental problems. You can't see those. They're mentally in really bad shape. Really bad. I guess you could even say some people, they take their health to an extreme in order to never get sick, and they become mentally messed up from that. Or they become hypochondriacs or something where they think everything's wrong with them. And this kind of, I mean, mental problems are a big deal. Did you know that most mental conditions are diet related? Seriously, this is a very fast growing area of healing. You probably haven't heard it in all the, the news that you listen to or, or social media or whatever, but there's a lot of healing going on in the mental community, mental health community regarding diet. And I'm talking about keto diet specifically. And the closer you get to no plants and only animal foods, your mental health gets even better faster. Some people completely reverse all their mental issues just by changing their diet. First way to do that is getting rid of those carbs, getting them down as low as you can. See what happens. There are so many people that can notice things actually in two to four days is totally normal. Some people it takes months or a year, but for the most part, most people, it's very, very fast. So it's a growing area of healing. A lot of doctors and clinics, they're starting to incorporate it. They're starting to say, wait a minute, we might want to think about some of these things like gluten or, or uh, chemicals in your food or, or sugar and how it affects you. Uh, these kinds of things. So it's working. It, it literally does work. And if I challenge you, if you have mental issues, think about it really hard. You could be just having a poor diet. Your diet absolutely 
has an effect on your mind. And we'll go over this in the in the future episodes. But for now, that's just kind of like a good overall way to think about your mental health is could it be your diet? Most of the time it is. This is what they're finding. Basically, to sum up today, your health is, and everyone else's health, is more than meets the eye, right? We can't tell just by looking at somebody. Trust me, I've seen this my whole life. I've read stories of people who we all think, oh my gosh, they're just, and then boom, they drop dead. They still can't figure out why. And then sometimes the autopsy comes back, oh yeah, he had a heart attack while he was sleeping. And you say, what? I mean, the guy had perfect diet. He exercised all the time. He totally took care of himself. He had very low stress. Uh-huh. Right. Something got him. Somehow, some way, he was doing something. Whatever that was. Exercising incorrectly, wrong foods, mentally messed up. Who knows? There's no real way to know. My point of that is just, you can never tell by looking at somebody if they're healthy or not. Even athletes, doesn't matter. Everybody deals with health problems. That's a fact. All right, so until next time, this is another foundational episode. I hope you found that interesting. I'm just touching the surface in these beginning podcasts just to kind of give an overview. And then later, we'll really dive in. I'm going to keep them simple because that's the whole point is I want you to have fun with this and see this in your mind's eye, I want you to understand your body and what it takes to be healthy and feel good. It's easy to throw out a whole bunch of nerdy mumbo jumbo and long words, crazy sentences and molecules and all this stuff. I think that's fun in its own way for people like me who care about things like that. But for the majority of people, you just want to know basically how things work. This is what I want to do for you. I want you to see yourself, your body, who you are, and get excited about it and know how to heal yourself and feel good. That's what this whole thing is about. I want to give you the reality of your health, what's real, how to know what's real. By giving you the foundation, then you'll know in the future, does this of what I heard correlate with what Eric was talking about in episode one through whatever. If it doesn't, then I would say you really should think about it. Those are fringe things. But if you can back those things up with real life scenarios and wow, wait till I give you some real life scenarios, it's going to blow your mind. But they're all rooted in, okay, let's say it, science. But it's anecdotal as well. It's people's testimonies. You're going to be amazed in the things that you hear. How is it possible? How did these people get healed? It's amazing. Sometimes they didn't do anything, just got healed. Other times they did the diligent effort and got healed. Everything in between. Let's keep this something that's understandable something that you can learn from in the future and stay with and have a good idea. Cares if it's 5-hydroxyestradiol. Who cares what it's called? Doesn't matter. Those are those sound amazing and oh, he's so smart. He knows what he's talking about with all these great long words. 
It doesn't matter. I can give you all of that, but it's going to bore you to death and you're not going to understand the bigger picture. Your health is about making progress and getting better. You have other things in your life. This podcast is to help you feel better, understand where you are, where you're going to go in an easy way to understand it. That's the whole point. It's the reality. I'm going to dispel myths in the future. Oh boy, are we going to go after the myths? Oh, let me tell you, there are many, and I'm not talking just in natural health either. There are many myths that we're going to get into that's going to blow your mind. We're fun stuff, really interesting things, but you'll know strategy and concepts of health, the reality of those, and those will give you the results you're looking for and for the rest of your life. If you want to contact me, my info is in the description box. Feel free to ask a question or suggest a topic, maybe some feedback, whatever. I look at every email and every comment, but please be constructive. I will not tolerate spam or rudeness or lewd comments. This is a place for healing and knowledge, not a negative space. If you want to read the transcript, it will be located on my website for each episode. It is therealityofhealth.com.